Hey, hey, hey! You made it to the Ash and Ivy show where we get to be friends. My name is Riley, and this is just all about creating space to talk about what's going on in life. All the things. The Ash, the Ivy, it all belongs, and we're ready for it. I believe God shows up in every single one of our lives in unique ways. It's so beautiful. It's so fun to experience. Listen, we can create lives that light us up and we can do it together. Let's go. Hey guys. Woo. I'm excited to be here with you today. Last week was spring break and it has been a struggle to get back to real life. Honestly, I was not really that into spring break at the beginning. I was kind of feeling, well, I had to work and I just had a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot going on. And so I felt like I was going to be divided and in my, in my mind and, you know, just that whole thing being busy. And, um, but we were gifted this lake house for the week. And so I ended up not having to work as much as I thought. And so I, just embraced the space and got um, really present with the boys and it ended up being glorious. It was so much fun. We we went kayaking and found waterfalls and we went mountain biking and we played board games and video games and my husband said we were eating out every night and he cooked breakfast every day so I did not do a thing. Woo! It, oh man, that's good stuff. So It ended up being um, just a slow week and just just that reminder to go slow and be content with less and be still, you know, and I don't, I just stay in overdrive all the time, if not in my body, but even in my mind. And um, it just was great. It was great to get that Chaco's tan line on my feet break out the shorts. That's always awkward, you know, that first time you wear a bathing suit. But anyway, I got to tell you, it was, it was a good week. It feels good to be in the sunshine and be with the people and just slow down. So it's Tuesday and I did not post a podcast yesterday and I'm just going to call it out. I don't even know if anyone would notice, but you know what? It's okay. Like it is okay. And honestly, I, I just let that go. And I said, I can't, I can't handle that this week. And, and so it didn't get done and that's okay. And I feel fine about it. I hope that it didn't completely disrupt your podcast listening schedule. Um, but I thank you for listening today, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. So This past Sunday, I was invited to speak at church, at my church, and it was so exciting. It's almost just, it's such an honor. It's my favorite thing to just be able to get up and share, like, just all the things God is teaching me and speaking and doing, and I love it. It is the thrill. Um, And so, but all week, I just spent little minutes, you know, here and there preparing for that, And so a lot of times I would kind of escape to the master bedroom and sit on the bed. Listen, y'all. Oh my God. You're not going to believe what happened. Oh, so bad. So, okay. I dropped a pen in the bed without the cap on. 
And I'm not like talking about I dropped it for a second and then grabbed it. No, like I dropped it and didn't know I dropped it and I left it and I slept on it. (laughs) So like it totally rolled around and got everywhere, like everywhere, you guys. And this is a Sharpie, like a bright blue pen all over their sheets. So the next morning, (laughs) of course, Oh, my husband, he's so sweet, but his his personality, like, can't handle this. He was mortified. Plus, these are his friends, and we're sleeping in their bed, and that's already a little bit weird. Um, but, so I'm sorry, like, sweet husband, I, I, I keep you humble. I think that's my role in life. I've decided to keep my husband humble. So anyway, I spent the next day searching for 100% Egyptian cotton sheets as an apology and thank you gift for this family. And <laughs> I'm going to, you know, I, I sent it through Amazon and added a little extra something fun. So anyway, it was a wonderful week. And today I'm going to share with you a portion of what I spoke about in church on Sunday, and then I'll share the rest next week. And we'll just kind of split it in two. Um, but again, I'm just, I'm just so thankful. If you enjoy the show, please just drop a review in Apple podcast. That would, it's the greatest compliment. It'd be a huge help to me. Um, but who needs good news today? Like good news. I want to share the good news. I want to live in the good news. And the good news is that in this moment, no matter where you are in your head, no matter what you did in your life that you're ashamed of, you are welcome in the presence of God. He's not mad at you. He's not withholding from you. And he's not rushing you to be something. No, God is patient and present. And I just love to absorb this idea and and meditate on this idea that well, it's not an idea, it's the truth, but but keeping it, that idea present in the front of my mind that he is here and he's close and he's safe, he's available and he's willing, always willing. The good news is he is a God of giving voice. He's a God of rising up. He's a God of the impossible. And so when you think you're the worst candidate, he says, you can do it. And when you're sinking in your own ruin, he speaks and light floods that darkest place. When he speaks, life trickles in where you feel empty. And he gives us the wind to remind us of the truth that we can be free. And over and over and over again, God says, I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to show up. And so today, just open your heart a little bit because God is pouring out the seed of life. He is pouring out good news. He's pouring out life for you. And and he won't stop. Like he desperately desires to walk in relationship with you. And today is the day of moving forward in that freedom and reaping what Christ has sown. We're going to be talking about the four types of soil in Matthew 13 and um, over the next two weeks. So like 
I'm going to tell you some today and then some next week. But that's kind of what we're talking about and just reaping all the seeds that Christ has sown. So being able to talk about these things is such an overflow of gratitude for me because he has shown up in my life so many times. He has rewritten my story and it has just sad to me sometimes to think of how long I hid. And now I love to recount the ways that he's used his voice to create new life in me. He's so faithful to remind me of who I am. And that is the best resurrection story I know. And today is all about good news, right? But to have good news, you have to have tragedy. And the truth is, I think we're already familiar with the tragedy. It won't be hard to explain to you, and it won't come as a surprise. Like, we are familiar with hard things in life. We're familiar with pain. I've been reading this book called Telling the Truth, which I literally just crawl through. It is it is fascinating, but it's a difficult read. And the author, Frederick Buechner, is, is excellent, but he... <laughs> It's a bit of an odd concept that I'm going to borrow today from him. He, he describes the gospel as a tragedy, a comedy, and a fairy tale. Like, what? What are we talking about here? Um, but he said, first, the, the gospel has to be a tragedy before it is a comedy because it strips us bare in order ultimately to clothe us. It strips us bare order in order to clothe us. Okay. And anyway, the book, it does all come together and it makes sense and it's a wonderful read. But the comedy is the relief, right? It's the unexpected grace. But the gospel is not only that. The gospel includes the tragedy. And so I've, I've mentioned my journey here and there and I've been told that maybe I should tell the whole thing because I, I've never actually shared my own story on this, in this place. And so I've got thoughts about that. But um, I started a journey of kind of letting go a couple of years ago. And I, my personality is busy and fun and on the go. And I'm known for planning really fun parties and inviting others into doing fun things and just bringing crazy ideas to life. I like to make big things happen and I like to make people happy. Like, oh, it's my favorite. Um, I have a garden party in the summers with the kids and the kids do all the planning and, and we just make it happen. And it's the perfect example of, of my favorite kind of thing. Um, and so when I heard God inviting me to be quiet, what? I ignored him for a really long time. I, I said, no, no, I don't agree with you. That is not a good idea, nor is it needed. I totally can hear you when I'm busy. You can talk to me when I'm busy. I'm a good multitasker, God. And you know what? He actually did. He continued to use me in that way, and he continued to speak to me in that place. But he also kept asking me to slow down. And so finally, I started to let go of a few things. And the cool thing is the depths of who I am started to rise just in my spirit louder and louder, closer to the surface, until I couldn't deny it any longer. 
And, you know, the first time I wrote that, I intended it to mean the depths of my calling, like the true, who I truly wanted to be. But when I reread it to myself, I realized that the depths of my pain, like my humanity, also became louder and louder. And it just is the perfect uh, representation of what I'm trying to say, that you can't have one without the other right? Like the good and the bad. They're, they're present and, and you have to face both. You can't deny them. So in eighth or ninth grade or so, I felt a stirring to tell my story. And I just had, I dreamed of sharing it with song and speaking. And so for years, like when I listen to music, I fill it into my story. Like, oh, that means that song would really tell my story well, or I could, add that into my presentation. <laughs> like I, I don't actually have any of those things, but that's just my brain. I, I just think that way. And so it's just one of those little nuances of me. But I, I mean, so I'm 14, right? And I haven't even done a thing to talk about. I, I don't even know where that dream came from. My story would have been something like this. I love to hang out with my friends. Like we totally love pizza and God, oh, God is like so amazing and nothing's even ever gone wrong in my life except my dad. Like he tried to make me go to my room because I had such a bad attitude. Like my story was, was just ordinary and, and fine. Um, but I, I really hadn't lived or experienced, but I had this dream and that dream has just been a steady part of who I am. It's, it's just in the depths of who I am. I want to speak. I want to teach. I want to share and so there came this time in my life when denying that part of my heart became suffocating. And the rest of the stuff in my life started to feel trivial. And so I finally said yes. Like, okay, okay, God, let's do it your way. And it, and it wasn't anything major. Nothing major happened. It was just this shift in my heart of surrender okay, God, let's do it your way. And with that, yes, came major, major trepidation, like a physical anxiety I had never experienced before, chest tightening, nausea, sweating, panic, like the whole thing. Every time I would write, I feel those things swell up. And writing had always been my lifeline. Like it's a super, super comfort for me. And so it was unwelcome and strange that I would feel so sick every time I start to write. And then I finally caught it like, mm, nope, that is, that's like the bunny you finally catch eating your flowers or like the Tinkerbell in the room, you know, like when they finally catch Tinkerbell and it's, it's what's the word evasive. Um, but it was fear it was fear and it was clinging to me anytime I chose yes. But once I caught that nasty devil, mm, I could beat it. I said, that has no place here and I'm going to push through it. Because once I named it and called it what it was, I didn't have to listen to it anymore. But I did. I had this paralyzing fear of letting go of who I thought I was. I literally, listen, don't don't judge me. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous. I feel ridiculous saying it. It's so dumb. But, you know, we don't pick our fears. Okay, we can't judge. Um, fears are the enemy stealing our voice. So, so you know, 
anyway, here's mine. I <laughs> worried that I would be lazy. Like, God, don't ask me to slow down. Don't take away my identity. I'll be lazy or worse, boring. Oh, don't make me be boring. What if I never have fun again? What if people don't think I'm fun? Like, right? I, I <laughs> This is just truth. That's how I felt. So, so anyway, <laughs> I, I worked through that, okay? I worked through that because the quiet brought a whole different, unexpected view of life. And so one time um, I was driving on this two-lane highway and in the middle of the night, like for hours or late at night, and I'm, I'm headed to see a friend and it starts storming so bad that I could only drive like 15 miles per hour. And I swear I felt like someone could run that fast and just jump in my car. And I was terrified, like terrified, the dark and the rain. It was hard. I've always been afraid of the dark. I've always been afraid of the dark. And so, like, I don't want to face the dark, right? I don't want to dwell on the what ifs or the practicalities. I want to think of the best. I will literally read the last chapter of a book so that I can just relax and know what's going to happen and then read the rest of the book and enjoy it. Like I want sunshine. I want movies with happy endings. I'm not interested in a twist, you know, but it was in that place on that drive that God said, there is a girl on the other side of your healing who needs to see your scars. There's a person waiting for your healing to see your scars. There's a person waiting to see your scars for her own healing. Uh, how can I say no to that? Yes, yes, yes. A hundred times. Yes. My yes is yes. And it just made that desire for healing very um, clear. The path was clear. It was my drive and my motivation was set. And so God said in that, in that storm, you can push on, you can do hard things. There is light ahead. Yes, this is terrifying, but you can do it. You can do it. You can push through. And so, you know, I think my optimism is a, that mentality allows me to dream big. It allows me to take action. It allows me to see beauty in people that other people might not get to see. And so it's a, it's a strength, but through all of this experience, I had a lot of learning to do about how to be in the dark. I had to learn how to be in the dark. And so what I found through all of this slowing down, learning to listen, learning to write through the pain, learning to face the fear, what I found underneath all of those layers and layers of fear was myself. I found myself. And that, that hard, that pain, that it's like that burn at the gym. You know it's a good thing. You know you're headed in the right direction. It's stripping off the layers of untruth. And what I found underneath is that I am beautiful and brave and funny and fun. 
I was more creative than ever. I was also more settled with this peaceful knowing of who I am and who God is. I can hear myself like talking to my young, my youngest. I'd, I'd say, if you would just listen, this is for you. I'm trying to give you or tell you something that you will like. And I can just hear God saying that, Riley, if you will just listen, I'm trying to give you something that you want. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's so, why is it so hard? God was inviting me to that place so that he could say, you are gifted. You are chosen. You are needed in the world. I love you right now here. And now it's time to invite others into that. And so that's what we're talking about today. Good news. Woo. Okay, so Richard Rohr. Oh, dreamy Richard Rohr. Like, I don't even know what he looks like. And I just want to be him when I grow up. Except maybe not because he's a monk. And that would be, yeah, that would be bad. But anyway, Richard Rohr is super insightful. He says every facet of our life is sacred. Every facet, it all belongs to create the beauty of life. You can't have the good without the bad. You don't have to erase the bad. Let it go. Wipe it out. Act like it never happened. Listen, I, that is a major oversimplification. Like, um, that's not exactly what Richard Rohr said, but he writes this book called It All Belongs, and he talks about all the parts of your life being in this circle with the center being like the the depth, the finding of your true self. And so you've got all these things on the fringe, all these things of mm, uh, just worldly pleasures, fleeting things, chaos, busyness, uh, maybe events of your life that you wish you could erase. Like those are these things on the outside of this circle. And, and we're all on this journey of trying to get to the center. And so he's, he's given this description, but he's he reminds us that we can't get to the center without the things, without the things, all the things, right? And yet we go around carrying the weight of our pain as if it's a curse, a vendetta against us or believing that God hates us or he's punishing us. And I remember reading that it all belongs for the first time and hearing such rescue in those words. Like, oh, I don't have to erase those things. I don't have to hate my life. I don't have to hide any longer. I can face the truth and own it and embrace it. And there's freedom in the truth. Deep sigh of relief. Deep sigh of relief, right? Oh my gosh, you guys. So, so good so, so good to realize that you get to face the truth and that God in the gospel, the good news is that he holds our pain, that he embraces the lowly, that he does not brush aside our weakness. I want to touch on one more thing before we finish, and then we'll talk about the, the four soils next time. So that we, we can just focus on kind of one aspect at a time. But they say a marriage fails because of unmet expectations. And I kind of think the Christian life is like that too. 
the Christian life oftentimes fails because of unmet expectations. Being a Christian to me was perfection. I thought that it meant to be amazing and to rise up of culture and do awesome things. I thought being a Christian meant I would improve my family. I would change something from the bad to the good and that that's who Jesus was. And that's not all bad and it's not wrong, but there's this trap of the church. The church is full of lovely, really great things and we need the church. I think it is essential that we meet with a family and be in a body. But sometimes there's a trap of taking something that's good and doing too much of it. And we live our whole lives inside the church, excluding the outside and missing so much beauty on the outside. And we miss opportunities to walk in love and walk in life with others. And so I think I had this mentality of, of Christianity that, that robbed me of realizing the beauty of all the things. And so anyway, you know, shocker, my life didn't go as planned. I didn't rise above and be amazing and be perfect and do awesome things. Like, no, I just lived life like everyone and I failed and I sabotaged my future. But instead of owning that and, and living in it, I, I didn't take time to, to suffer in that shameful place. I didn't take time to grieve. And I, I moved on. I put on my happy face, right? And that's our life goal. Happiness. Shouldn't that be enough? Shouldn't that be enough? I'm happy. My life is good. I've met my goals. We know that's not enough. We know that we're called to more. We know that feeling in our spirit that says, I want freedom. I want to rise up. I want to live a life of impact and purpose. One time I was given this porcelain clown from a good friend and I guess precious moments or something like that. I'm not sure, but it said, put on a happy face. It had a little, a clown and and the clown's putting on the mask and then the little label says, put on a happy face. And at the time I can remember it felt like such a representation of me. My name was Smiley Riley. I bring the fun. And it was me. My happy was genuine, but it came at the expense of grief. And happiness became an idol and being successful and productive became an idol And you know what, though? Like, I want to clarify, facing the yuck of your life and owning your weaknesses or embracing them or just allowing them to be real or present does not make your happiness less valid. Like, life is complex. You can have both. You can genuinely choose happiness and freedom and joy and have the yuck of your life. It all belongs. It all belongs, okay? And so... um. There are four different types of soil in Matthew, and I can't wait to talk to you about them. I think that they bring a lot of life, and they really help us learn how to strip those layers off of our identity so that we can open our hearts to receive truth and receive love, and um, we're, we're so good at guarding ourselves. Um, but when we're willing to face the dark, And we're willing to recognize that pain 
is reality. And we shift our belief about who Jesus is and why he came. I I think it will open a whole life for us, a whole brand new life. K.J. Ramsey authored a book called This Too Shall Last because pain doesn't just come and go and some of us, we don't get to avoid it, right? Um, This Too Shall Last. She says, we'll keep looking in the wrong places for grace and our suffering if we don't re-examine and re-articulate the substance of our hope and know that Jesus came to meet us here. He came to meet us here. Arriving in a place of success as a Christian isn't about perfection. It's not about meeting our goals. It's not about accomplishing something or doing great things or being really nice. Not at all. It's about saying, here I am, all my ugly. And I say yes to your way, God. Okay, let's do it your way. Let's do it your way. I'll push through the hard thing. And I'll believe that you cover me, you pursue me, and you restore me. And I, I'm here for that. I believe. I believe that you love me. I believe that you came to enfold me in your love, and you carry the weight. Mm, Guys, that is good news, and I love you so much. Have a great week. Wow, this stuff lights me up every time, and I want to hear from you. It's your turn. So listen, first, I want to thank you for subscribing to this podcast. That means the world to me. Reviewing and sharing the show is the best way to help it grow and is the greatest gift to me. So if you like what you hear, please pop it in your stories and tag me. Thanks. 